What's up guys? It's your boy, Radical. Now, my workout plans have been a success. More than 300 plus purchases and many more returning customers. You cannot ask for anything else and people are loving it. The same life-changing and affordable prices still remain. So go to RadicalLatino.com and change your life today. Hey guys, do you have a product you want more eyes on? Advertise with the Radical Latino Show, where over 10K podcast downloads in the number 25 spot on the 55 All Latin Podcast list, you'll want your product heard on everyone's phones and cars. Go to RadicalLatino.com forward slash contacts and start advertising today. Playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. I think there's more radical than evil. Radical Latino, no fucking it. The radical point of views, I think his views are actually more dangerous. Radical, welcome back to the Radical Latino Show, aka number 17 on all Latin podcasts, aka number 24 on all Bronx podcast influencer list, and also Mr. Unsuable for 71 weeks running. What is going on? I hope everybody is doing great. Before I start, like, share, subscribe to the channel, and all that, rate this joint five estrellas you know what i'm saying five stars and also this episode is sponsored by rad fit pro the cbd uh you know sponsor like always you know what i'm saying definitely go check out your cbd at radfitpro.com using promo code radical for 10 percent off now um i've been out for a couple of days well a couple of <laughs> a couple of weeks i said i i gave you a two-week break um, actually I was three weeks off my bad, my fault. My wifey got vaccinated with the, with the flu joint. I told her not to do it. She ended up doing it and she was <coughs> all over the place. And then I caught a little bit of it. So it took me a week off. So, you know, my bad, you know, hopefully I didn't let you all like, you know, all like fiending for some radical, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know a lot of y'all been were hit, was hitting me up like, "Yo, what's going on with the pod?" So I got you. I got you. My fault. My fault. Also, I'm working on the documentary "Open Wounds," um, the documentary about the Dominican Republic in Haiti, how that whole situation came about. I'm going through the history of it from the beginning of the Taínos to the you know the colonization of Columbus and so on and so forth you know so i'm doing all of that you know what i'm saying so i'm definitely definitely um i'm already pretty much have part one pretty much down packed and wrapped with voiceover work with interviews and all this other stuff um i'm going to release it around february um i'm thinking about releasing it around february part one is already pretty much done it's like um 98 percent complete i just gotta edit it and do all this other stuff 
like around February, that's when it's gonna come out. I'm pretty much putting all my time into it. Um, part two will probably come out later on. Just stay tuned to my YouTube channel, you know, Radical Latino. But so far, I have a rough, 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 rough cut of the film. And so far, for the people that seen it, said it's dope. I got uh, they seen the first two minutes of it. They see they said it's dope. So um, I'm just saying, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it it, it translates really good on camera. Um, I'm also gonna I already got a website going. Um, pretty soon in a couple of days, you guys uh, will have that website available. You guys go check it out. You know, it pretty much breaks down all the steps that I'm gonna be making in the documentary. And this whole thing is going to be free on YouTube. So don't even worry about it. Not, not, none of it is going to be paid. So it's going to be free for y'all to definitely watch. So definitely, you know, go support your boy and go definitely go check it out. So um, also, um, apparently, let me just address something real quick. Um, and this is probably going to be the last time I'm ever going to address, address anything from anybody um i don't got the time or the energy or the or just the patience to be uh answering every body's like little beef type of thing listen there's a there's a there's a toddler that's a little bit mad at me for no reason i have no idea why and this person is mad at me for whatever and they're making stuff up saying that i said certain things they're taking other things out of context or whatever the case is um at the end of the day i'm not going to respond to this person it's not that serious you know whatever they said literally holds no weight to what the hell i'm doing you know what i'm saying at the end of the day like i keep on saying these people are just mad about for whatever reason i'm out here doing my thing you should be out here doing your thing too. You know, this individual is a worker. I'm a boss. I'm the type of person that hires these type of people. So it is what it is. You know, I could care less about them. But one thing I will talk about is, uh, did anybody see the Kim one, two, three exposed video? Apparently, um, Kim's former, uh, subscriber and former buddy Biffy, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's funny. Apparently, this guy named Biffy, uh, he um, made a hour-long video uh, exposing Cam, and it's been a little, um, it's been a little interesting because um, Kim, uh, Kim, somehow, uh, somewhat, uh, he shoots himself in the foot on a lot of things. Um, Kim is not that much of a, he isn't that bright of a person. You know what I'm saying? He isn't that, uh, that bright of a person, nor, mo, nor the majority of the people that follow him believe his BS. Uh, that, that hour long video pretty much shows text messages and videos and all this other stuff pretty much exposes the fact that Kim doesn't know how to speak Spanish. Um, which is ironic because he talked about Americans and american borns and all this other stuff which is weird um mind you he talks about black folks uh going overseas and all this other stuff you know um paying for women but yet 
he me personally and to truth teacher personally he used to like complain about how hard it is to get with women in america you know so you're pretty much proving these uh these people who go overseas right and come on um it's a, it's a lot of things uh it was really eye-opening and the the the, the one part <laughs> the one part that had me dying is that he really thinks I'm giving, I'm giving this dude a lot of my energy, which is weird because part of the video, uh, shows messages about, um, him going at Biffy talking about, yo, uh, don't talk to Extina or delete Extina because whatever you talk, say on that chat that Extina is on, she's going to tell radical. And I'm like, when did this ever happen? This never happened. Me, yo, Tina doesn't give me no information. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm looking at this video. I said, what? I'm like, she doesn't give me information on nothing. How, how insecure are you? You know what I'm saying? That shows your insecurity. How insecure are you that you really think that people are really I, listen i don't get that much information it's not that serious i could care less about it a lot of people still send me information about antonio i don't care i'm not making another antonio video i'm done with that it is what it, he pretty much excommunicated himself i don't care he's a fucking loser to me it is what it is but you know whatever whatever i hope you guys enjoyed it because i found it funny as hell now Remember, there's more content on the way. Um, I'm just giving myself somewhat of a break because I'm working on this documentary. I'm working really hard on it, right? So just, you guys got to give me some time. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's read some of the comments from episode 166, 167, 168, right? Let's read some of the comments on first of all let's read the comment on black and latino communities don't exist so i pretty much broke it down on that episode if you guys disagree with me or agree with me go to that episode and understand what i'm talking about when i'm saying it okay johnny mill says radical latino i agree with you black and brown don't really have a community it's really sad 100 true yeah we don't have a community um and i explained I explained in that uh, in that uh in that episode on why you know i think so stone decatur says we don't have communities we have neighborhoods yet 100 true 100 true bro tap raw shout out to bro tap raw by the way if anybody's not subscribed to bro tap raw please go do so um me and him are doing breakdowns on Tariq nasheed's foundational black american race vader book we're doing uh, there's 10 chapters in that book and we're doing chapter by chapter breakdown so far we got chapter one locked and loaded is already on his channel so definitely go check it out bro tap raw uh bro tap raw says they've been getting out of hand i like boss rad bring them out every stream to let these applicate applicants <laughs> know what their place is keep it kingpin shout out to him 100% true shout out to him now episode 167 was an interview episode right brown 96 definitely will subscribe interview is me um and what was it and some of the comments i'm just gonna read one comment bobby says 
at the one hour mark the game is to be sold not told 100 true shout out to bobby and for the next episode you know what i'm saying for the next uh um uh, uh episode um it was an episode with exoticals united the lovely exoticals united shout out to her she something didn't do an interview but me and her chopped it up pretty much and i put it up on my channel and uh exoticals writes oh my god i love this look at you and your fancy editing well you already know what it is you know what i'm saying you already know what it is and uh Wendell says i know of carlos cooked who was part of the garvey movement my dominican cousin told me about him yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of us um a lot of us don't really know the the inner workings of um our people of what black people did what latin people did together a lot of people don't know um it's 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 been really that's the real hidden history you know what i'm saying and these are the type of things that we have to uncover every day every day every day and the more we uncover it the more empowerment we are going to have you know what i'm saying now going on to my first topic right the Ahmad Arbery killers get sentenced to life. Ooh, we, oh my God. Okay. So, um, everybody knows the Ahmad Arbery case. Everybody knows what happened in, in that situation. Okay. Now this is the thing. They, the killers got sentenced and they got all, they all got life sentences except for the, I think the neighbor, he got a life sentence, a sentence with the possibility of parole. And everybody is rejoicing. Everybody, I am 1,000%, you know, happy. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's give a Don DeMarco, you know, because this is justice. Don you know what I'm saying? This is justice. Oh, who's celebrating? Oh, who's cheering? Uh-oh, uh-oh, who who is that? You know what I'm saying? Um, Shout out. This is what justice is supposed to look like. This is what justice is. Let me give you guys a brief 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 breakdown of what happened the Ahmad Arbery case right was completely racial from the very beginning these white supremacists and I am going to call them white supremacists because it, during the trial they they discovered that they were these white supremacists assume that somebody went into a construction site of a house and robbed something. And because of that assumption, they prompted to get together and chase this individual down with a gun to the point where they ended up shooting Ahmad Arbery. Right now, text messages re um, revealed that within those um the text messages of the individuals uh about uh, ahmad arbery not ahmad uh, the, the mcmichaels the text messages revealed about the mcmichaels talking about we got that n-word we got this we got that celebrating pretty much you know um happy about the fact that they killed someone black you know what I'm saying? Happy about the fact that 
they spilled blood for some reason, right? They were happy. They were rejoiceful about that. And there was other things that came to light, right? And without a doubt, this it, these individuals are white supremacists, right? Without a doubt, this is no doubt in my mind, right? Now, the thing about it is, is that I'm wondering when, how come all these other cops who unjustly shoot unarmed black people when are they why how come they haven't gotten life sentences like this you know they have to we really have to go above and beyond in order to get justice served for some of our people who get you know un you know unjustly you know murdered so that that's a big that's a big thing for me so Another thing about that case was that the prosecutor that's supposed to prosecute them had to recant because she was giving evidence over to the McMichaels and suppressing evidence that would go against them. It's really weird. It's really weird. And, and it says a lot. It really does. It says that, you know, the justice system this is the way they this is how white supremacists cover the, the, themselves up this is how they help each other they see someone messing up and they'll go over there and help each other out this is what white supremacy do this is what this is how they continuously continuously and continuously get away with things in a daily constant basis this is what they do. So when all of this happened, I was like, oh, they're probably going to get 10, 15. That's what I'm thinking. Because remember, the Chauvin case showed everything. And then with, you know, George Floyd, which we're going to talk about him in a minute. Um, it showed everything. It pretty much showed everything. And it was eye opening. And this was president. What a they all got life which is crazy and i'm like this is how you do it this is how you do it and there's a lot of people pissed off about it it is what it is at the end of the day it is what it is because let's be honest if this was a white kid and all and the mcmichaels were the robinsons i'm just saying best believe then black people will be getting life and nobody would have batted an eye. These people got life good because they racially profiled somebody which they shouldn't have. And that's against the law. Last time I checked, that's against the law, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So definitely, you know, shout out to the justice system on that now moving on to our next topic george floyd's niece gets shot so um george floyd's niece you know who uh is part you know part of the family or whatever gets shot during her sleep and it was a tragic situation it went all over the news and the first thing i thought about was this this has to be done on purpose has to be done on purpose. The family even agrees with me that this is done 
and this is being done and this was done on purpose and this is the reason why i say this first of all the killer has not i mean the shooter has not been found they just randomly in that street in that neighborhood they just targeted that house and that's it i say it's a white person that's what i say or or it's a shitty cuz situation where it's a black person hired by a bunch of white supremacists and i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you why george floyd represents a re-spark of what trayvon martin represented trayvon martin represented the spark in the beginning of black lives matter right and everybody start to get you know start to get on code start to become one and it was very eye-opening people started to actually see some division and then because of that it didn't die down but what happened to george floyd was basically like once enough is enough what happened to george floyd was so disgusting and mind-boggling and eye-opening that even white folks started to get pissed off about it. Mind you, these white folks, they went straight back to, you know, their uh, suburban uh, lifestyle, but it is what it is. I'm not gonna say nothing, but everybody got mad and rightfully so. Everybody got mad. But the thing is, he, George Floyd and now his family now represents black unity and struggle and he represents all of these other cops and all of these white folks going to jail. I say that his family right now is a target and rightfully so. I do believe that they're a target because when it comes to white supremacy, you're not supposed to take an L. When it comes to white supremacy, you're not supposed to uh, get beaten up or, or, or get, get, or, or basically, you know, take, take a loss. You're not supposed to um, have none of that happen when it comes to the system of white supremacy. When these people actually get punished, that's when we like, oh, okay, justice can be served. You know what I'm saying? That's when we go step back and go, okay, there is such thing as justice. And these white supremacists are mad about it. They want to go back to the point where a cop unjustly kills an unarmed, innocent, non-white person and they get scot-free. It's totally fine. We are now seeing white supremacy take a major, major L. It started from January 6th to, you know, the, the inception of Trump to everything where people started saying, wait a minute. This whole white supremacy thing, we thought it was a joke. These people are taking it serious. These people right now are taking it serious and we have to, we have to really deal with this. So right now, white supremacy isn't much of a talking point. It isn't much of a, these hillbillies with missing teeth. No, it shows that these people can grab power. And it's visibly shown right now. How? Look at Steve Bannon. Look at Trump. All of these white supremacists that gra that gained power and started doing horrible, horrible things to this country. 
even though it's still happening but more covert and that's what they like it they like it to be more covert they don't want it out in the open you know what i'm saying but anyway i digress the whole point is that that's what george floyd's family represents and they don't like that so yes they're gonna shoot the place up unfortunately his niece got hit and you know because his niece got hit now they're gonna you know they they, they taking care of, but she's she's alive everything is all good you know i i um I, I read some of the reports everything's all good but she got hit and it's it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy i'm just like damn there they go to these links in order to harm us in order to let us know we're still around it's crazy that's all i got that, that's how i really feel it's kind of crazy let me know what you guys think in the comments down below now going on to my next topic the trucker rohan gets sentenced 110 years reduced to 10 years you know so for those who don't know i made a a whole uh video about this but i'm gonna redo it again this cuban trucker named rohel was driving in colorado brakes fail he misses two off of truck ramps slams straight into traffic blows up cars and everything blow up four people die he's extremely remorseful for it and you know he said it's my fault but you know the brakes failed blah blah goes to jail right rightfully so you know um he he he, he was at fault you know um gets 110 years gets 110 years and everybody was like wait a minute wait a minute what is going on and i even said that myself i was like what is going on and that's what i i i put in my video i'm like this is a little crazy there's a lot there's other people there's other people who are white that be making that be literally chopping people up you know what i'm saying they be they be filet mignoning their own relatives and they get like five years or whatever the case is right so this story goes crazy truckers start even um protesting truckers start protesting they said this is unfair and they say that we're not gonna deliver over there it's fuck that you know it happened to the old head and then it's gonna happen to us nah get out of here so everybody everybody was going you know going crazy and even the petition came out with five million people signing the petition now let me just pause real quick let me just pause real quick um first of all this is how you cause some change when it comes to latin people this is the first time i've seen latin people actually get allies all around and come together and cause some change and this is what i'm talking about outside of the white folks that were supporting him there was a lot of black folks supporting him too and this is what i'm talking about unity because when it comes to us only doing this alone let's be honest my latinos let's be honest we don't get things done we do not get our things done the way we should 
You know what I'm saying? We don't. So when it comes to unity, this is what I'm talking about. When it comes to unity, this is the example that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uni unifying and then people think also oh, you're talking about just smashing bl black women. No, nobody's talking about that. We're talking about unity. Yeah, and some something else. You know what I'm saying? But this is what I was talking about is unity, unifying, unity. You know what I'm saying? So this is what a perfect example. Now, in my video, I made a very good point that a lot of people didn't catch and I'm going to repeat. What happened to his company? Mind you, his company had major 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 you know safety um you know concerns safety uh violations apparently there's a truck commission safety guideline that they've always failed multiple trucks of theirs were out of service and this says a lot this says that you know the company should be at fault, right? Well, the company defaulted and they renamed themselves something else. The, the, still, the main players are still the same, but they just renamed this, uh, this, uh, another person the same thing. No, the, the, they just renamed themselves something else. And they left Rohel out in the dust. And this is what I'm talking about, my people when are we going to actually have these companies and these and these and these all these individuals held accountable this is unfair that rohel has to go and face this bs alone alone they could have easily paid for a good lawyer for him but no they left him alone and on top of that also let me just a side note real quick. If you're an immigrant in this country and your English is extremely limited and you're driving at least, at least make sure you get to understand some of the signs. That's all I'm saying because Rohan had two opportunities to go through the off ramps and my man didn't take it. Don't know why. There's, um, there's plenty of evidence that his uh, English was extremely limited and he didn't really know or read English that well. Did that play a part? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that when my immigrant people, come on, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn some English at least, at least to know how to drive. Come on. But anyway, going back. So let me unpause, unpause. Right now, the governor of Colorado to save face gets his sentence reduced to 10 years. And I say no. I say no. I say that this is messed up and he should be getting his sentence reduced at least two to three. At least two maximum five years. And this is what I'm this is why I'm saying. This is why I'm saying it. One. Even though it's a trucker's job to make sure your equipment is up to par, homie worked for a company that they didn't care about. 
And I guarantee you that Rohit had no knowledge on, on what to check and how to check. It. Is it his fault? Probably, but I will blame the company. I will blame the company for, for a lot of these things, you know? Secondly, I don't, the reason why I think that he should get less time is because there's been plenty of white folks up in there that committed murder and they got less time than 10 years. I see, I've seen some of the stories I've seen white folks literally get off scot-free on other charges, including murder. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is he should at least get, cause he did kill folks. All right. I get it. Even though it was an accident, but still you're liable. You're behind that wheel. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? I understand that. So I, at least, at least he should have at least gotten like, he should at least get like two to three maximum five, but 10 years. Okay. I'm not cool with that, but tell me what you guys think. Is that a right move? Yes. No, maybe so. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Now, moving on to our main main topic. It's not white supremacy. It's rich supremacy. Has anybody ever heard this talking point before? Um, it's not white supremacy. It's rich supremacy. It's the class system and all this other stuff. I always, I have always found this talking point to be very divisive and also it's used as a deflection tactic. It's used as a deflection tactic. Usually I usually hear a bunch of people talking like this. Well, it's what about what black and black crime, you know, because uh the 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 rich folks are actually the ones who control everything. You know what I'm saying? Then they go into the whole uh stop bucking eyes. And then they go into the whole um is actually Jewish and the whole conspiracy it goes down that whole rabbit hole. I have no time for none of that. It's not white supremacy, it's rich supremacy. Let's break it down for a second, right? Okay. Um Let's go down a couple of stories and I found a very interesting article that I want to share with you guys, right? It's by the Washington post, right? It says poor white kids are less likely to go to prison than rich black kids. Uh, the link will be in the description down below if you guys want to read, right? So it goes down this whole things about disparity and economics and all this other stuff. And they gave a couple of examples, a couple of examples around 1970 and all this other stuff where wealth didn't save a non white person from going to jail or anything or getting reprimanded. You know what I'm saying? You've seen, let me give you an example. Does anybody remember? That white kid, um, let me actually, uh, um, white boy in a gang 
can. Um, does anybody remember that white kid from 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 California that was part of a gang? His name is Cameron Terrell. Okay, mind you, this kid was a regular kid. They said that he was privileged and all this other stuff that he had wealth in reality. He really didn't. His family was was middle class. Let's keep it real. He just ran away from home a lot of times. Like he got mixed up with a bunch of uh, crips. You know what I'm saying he got mixed uh, mixed up with a bunch of crips, right? He's a perfect example of a white person without wealth not going to jail for doing the drive-by shooting perfect example here's other examples that rich black folks were a part of that didn't save them tulsa oklahoma last time i checked at that time those were rich wealthy black folks who got bombed out their shoes by white supremacists Black Wall Street, you know what I'm saying? All that. I thought it wasn't white supremacy. I thought it was rich supremacy. You know what I'm saying? There is somewhat of a of a caveat that is true when it comes to this, that rich people did create the concept of white supremacy in order to control poor whites. But this is the thing. It went out of the hands of the those people who, who made it up to the point where it went from like a herb, it's like a like a like a game of telephone. It went from being fake and not believing it to actually believing. It's gotten to the point where these wealthy white folks who believe that same lie in good positions just using other white folks who are poorer than them as pawns you know what i'm saying but the system of white supremacy still protects them they still protect them because they know that name of the game is regardless of class you're gonna get protected you know what i'm saying you're gonna get protected let me give you an example of rich, you know, uh, uh, black folks, Dr. Dre worth billions got arrested outside of his home because of a neighbor that called thinking that he was an intruder, got arrested, mind you famous as hell, got arrested until later on. Ving Rains, an actor famous was a part of chuck and larry and all these other crazy 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 movies mission impossible and all that got a gun pulled out on him by lapd because they thought he didn't belong in the neighborhood um last time i checked that don't happen to white folks you know what i'm saying that don't happen to white folks so this um this article pretty much breaks everything down from the 1970s all the way down and it pretty much says it gives you a graph which i'm going to place right here it gives you a graph and it basically says 
right? Rich black kids are more most likely to go to prison than poor white kids, which is very interesting. And this graph shows and it sh says shares of people born between 1957 and 1965 who eventually went to prison or jail, how much wealth they had as of 1985 when they were between 20 and 28 years old. So it shows that black folks with wealth, right? Still went to jail 20% more than white kids and Latinos with wealth went to jail 14% more than white kids. Uh, it's pretty much right here, you know, in old black and white. I don't, I can't really much drill it in your head a lot more, but it is very interesting that a lot of people use those type of talking points. A lot of people use that type of rhetoric in order to basically get away from talking about white supremacy. And for example, this is what the KKK does. To be completely honest, the KKK does this a whole bunch of times. They they go like, no, we're not racist. It's Jews who are racist, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, you're like, oh, you you don't like black folks and you burn crosses and you're lynching people. And you're like, no, 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 don't look at us. Is the Jew? You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So whenever somebody uses those type of talking points, uses that type of rhetoric. It's not white supremacy is written. You already know you're talking to a suspected white supremacist who's trying to steer you away from what you're trying to actually call them out on. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to steer. It's a deflect is a deflection tactic. That's all it is. It's deflect, 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 deflect. That's all it is. So all I'm saying is do not fall for it. My people do not fall for it my people anyway i hope you guys like this episode it's a, re a really short episode i understand it's not like an hour or something long it is what it is i hope you guys like it remember like share subscribe hit me five stars five estrellas on the podcast joint you know what i'm saying also um in the in the you know hit me up on instagram twitter and tiktok yeah i gotta do the whole TikTok thing Radical underscore Latino underscoring. I'm going to leave you guys with two of my favorite quotes. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And if black and brown unity doesn't happen within my lifetime, I might not change the world, but I might inspire the mind that will. With that being said, I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace.